Honestly, we're just here. I don't know. You would think I'd get better at this. You're on crack, gone by. But I just... I was telling Max before this that I've kind of lost the ability to function. Your mojo. I've lost my mojo. Even though, like, I'm having a good week. I just yeah. haven't done anything productive. I feel like Monday, I felt like poop. Mm. But then, it was like, I got bad news, like, Monday morning. Like, not like existential bad news. Just like... I was disappointed. Oh. I like didn't get an internship. Oh. It would, but it's like I was like whatever. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's not life ending. It's not. Um, but I was a little upset. And then like throughout the day, good things kept happening. Mm-hmm. And then like at the end of the day, it was like I played Catan with like all my friends. And then like um, one of the like faculty who lives in Kennedy like brought their children up to play games with us and it was like the best (laughs) and it's just like been like that all week where it's like things initially look horrible (laughs) and then they just like ameliorate immediately (laughs) like in my Persian class today so like there's this program like the critical language scholarship that like ships students out to like learn critical languages abroad but like to learn Farsi you can't go to Iran as an American student so you go to Tajikistan and so like a bunch of Tajikistan professors from there came here to like talk to students and stuff because like a bunch of kids from Georgetown apply and stuff um and like initially they all look like former Soviet like mob bosses who would break your kneecaps like on a dime and then they introduced themselves in Farsi and they're the sweetest people like ever they're such sweet like this one dude like looked like a villain like I don't even know how to describe him otherwise he just looked evil but he was so sweet and then this woman there's this thing so like today is Noruz which is like the new year celebration in Farsi or in Persian mm-hmm. which is like it's really fun and there's this like thing that you put out the half scene which is like a table spread for like celebration and there's this part of it called Senjed which is like wheat paste basically mm-hmm. which like like is supposed to bring prosperity mm-hmm. and like this woman brought like Senjed from Tajikistan That's like so she brought cool. it through customs and I've never had it it was kind of gross but it's like <laughs> we're still like so like we were talking about it and then she was like oh my god and like brought it out for us it was so like <laughs> sweet it was like just like kind of good vibes all around That's good. this weekend was tough but because of Big East yeah but that was like Thursday yeah, I was like, the rest of the weekend was <laughs> yeah, pleasant. Yeah, in my head, the weekend starts Thursday, so it was a rough start. But it did shake out as a good weekend. Yeah. We, we departed for New York on Thursday morning uh, and had a nice day in the city, and then we played our game. and I had fun. Yeah. I said swear words in front of children, though. <laughs> I have to, I apologize if... The, like, family who was Seton Hall fans... It listens to this podcast. I sincerely apologize for saying the F word in front of your children. He also said swear words in front of, like, our department. Like, he was sitting directly in front of us, our department oh, director. Oh, absolutely. I don't ca- I feel like he is fine with that. He also nearly got in a fight with Seton Hall fans. I was like, stop, Max. I had a great time. <laughs> what are you I was upset. We're down by 20. I was mad. I stopped fighting once we were down by 25. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a really good time. <laughs> um, it was just tough. Because, like, first half, I was like, oh, we could st- it could happen. It could happen. And then I was like, this isn't going to turn around, is it? But that's when it became fun. Because people stopped being mean to me. 
I feel like our director <laughs> um, was less mad at me. Uh-huh. And so then I could just, we got on TV dancing. Did you we see did. my dad's Facebook post? Wait, no, I didn't see his Facebook Wait. It's just us on TV, dancing, singing, hey baby. No way, I didn't realize that was actually on TV. Yeah. Wait, that's so cute. I gotta go look that up after this. <laughs> that's so exciting. Um, yeah, I thought that was just gonna be on the Megatron. Nope. Wow, I love that. We're too beautiful just for that. <laughs> and then we, like, hung out, I guess, and then got up the next morning and drove back to D.C. I hate the bus ride so much. Like, I actually cannot fathom how much I hate that bus ride. You didn't enjoy talking to me for six hours while we sweat in a poorly air-conditioned We argued within the first five minutes, and that set the tone. (laughs) I I said that. I I saw someone else who was in band, and she was like, oh, like, how was your bus ride? And I was like, it was fine. Like, Max and I argued at the beginning, but then it was fine. And And she was like, he said you guys had a good time. And I was like... Yeah, no, we did. <laughs> we recovered. <laughs> I told, I told someone, because it was like a three-person conversation, and she was like, you guys fight a lot. And I was like, no, not really. It was more like, we had a spat, we were quiet for a minute on our phones, and then Max was like, so how'd you sleep? <laughs> and then it was fine. I felt bad, because I was just antagonizing you. Yes, for no reason. Well, no, I still believe in no, that. No, you said. were still wrong. No, like, fun. I'm not wrong. It's the thing, but we don't need to talk about it. That's the other issue when we argue, is you've never convinced me of anything we've argued about. And you've about. never convinced me. It's always just, we're never going to get anywhere. Let's just move on. How do we talk about anything else? Because we agree on a lot of things. <laughs> I would say we agree more than we disagree. But when we disagree... When we disagree, we're both just like, this is the hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> Which is good. It's healthy. <laughs> okay. I like, just like the one time when we were walking to like Kennedy or whatever, and I don't even remember what we were talking about now. I think it was about... What was it, the reproduction versus production or oh, something? Oh, yeah. And I just kept being like, no, stop, you're wrong. And there was, like, someone walking behind us, too. And it just at one point you were like, you're not listening to me. <laughs> what's crazy is, like, that conversation happened in the span of, like, 30 seconds because it was literally just between Leo's and the door to Kennedy. And we, like, were yelling at each other in public. <laughs> But I think it's good. I think it's a level of comfort with each other. It's true. I don't really yell at anyone like that <laughs> on this campus. Like, You're wrong! <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy? Yeah, it's, it's never over, like, real anything. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, Kayla's never cried about anything real in front of me. Have I ever cried in front of... Well, I've wept a little. Yeah. But, like, while watching movies. Yeah. Interesting. I just haven't cried in a while, which I haven't thought about. Yeah, it was just because, I can't remember what day it was, but I was, like, pretty upset recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. But then I was also like, like, you or I have never, like, legitimately, like, had to, like, there, there, like, comfort the other, you <laughs> like know what I'm saying? breakdown, yeah. Okay. Would you come to me for comfort? I mean, yeah. I, I do come to you for comfort. Like, the com- like, there have been conversations we've had recently where it was, like, comforting to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't in a place where I needed to just, like, break down. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Anyway, that was that week. Oh, it was also St. Patty's Day? That was a mess. 
That was crazy because I went like, um, what do you call it, uh, canvassing mm-hmm. out in the Georgetown neighborhood. And so we're just walking around talking about shit. And then you just see like drunk bros <laughs> like spilled out on the street. And it's like, hello, can I have a second to talk to you about X, Y, Z? And it's like just like like screaming at like Irish sunglasses, you know. Yeah. Like St. Patrick wore. <laughs> it was fun. I had a field trip. Well, it wasn't actually... Everyone partied on the day before St. Patrick's Day because St. Patrick's Day was on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, but I had a field trip that day, and then I came back to campus. I feel like I, you can darty on a Sunday. People are weak for that. But you got shit to do on a Sunday. Fuck that. Do it on Saturday. It's the Lord's Day. <laughs> really? All these good Christians on this campus? We Fuck are a that. good Jesuit institution. <laughs> And I, but no, I like came back, had a lovely time on the field trip, but I came back and I went to Leo's and I ran into like some of my friends, all of them drunk. And I was like, incredible. I forgot that this was what college is. It's crazy. Yeah. I was talking to one of our friends and it was just like, she was telling me about this like get together of like all black women mm-hmm. who just like got shit faced drunk, like just them on St. Patrick's Day. Crazy. I love that power. Yeah, crazy how it's just, like, transcended. How it's just, like, a day to just, like... Which is, like, kind of fucked up, if you really think about oh, it. absolutely. Like, that's just the image we have of, like, the Irish. Yeah. But it is what it is, I guess. I felt so bad about myself. So, the night, that night, I went and, like, hung out with some friends, one of whom is Irish. Uh-huh. And I... Like I did you say something racist? No, about I didn't Irish say something people? racist about Irish people, but I just like did the thing where I was like, Oh, is this like a thing in Ireland? You. And then like as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Like I I never mind. I can't believe you're so stupid. <laughs> such a wonderful feeling <laughs> so anyway that was this weekend <laughs> i sent an email to like a high school teacher uh-huh. last night and i attached so last week i uh, wrote an essay about like porn mm-hmm. like analyzing like a mia khalifa like porno mm-hmm. right and i like thought she'd think it was interesting so i was like i sent her other things too just like mm-hmm. catching her up on doing and stuff and i was like also here's this like I feel it, like, because she, like, always, like, supported me in my writing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, here's this, like, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm most proud of. Mm-hmm. I was like, but, like, be warned, like, it's about porn. porn. Yeah. Like, and I get into, like, the nitty-gritty of this porno. And she, like, emails me back today, like, a bunch of sweet things, but the first thing she says is, like, if you really think that porn was, like, inappropriate, then you're very innocent, winky face. No! And I, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like... I actually lost my mind. I was like, I thought that shit was so funny. I was like, I was like, can you be saying that? <laughs> 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 Wait, when did this woman teach you? Like, high school. Okay, so. Like, she, like junior, senior year. But I'd never talked about porn with her before. <laughs> I didn't imagine you had. <laughs> I had a conversation with my roommate yesterday where, like, it was pretty clear he was, like, uncomfortable with mm-hmm. the fact that I had, like, written about porn for mm-hmm. a classroom like he didn't think that that was appropriate which is like an opinion mm-hmm. you can have not an opinion I agree with mm-hmm. um but it was funny there was like this moment where I was like talking about like he was like well, what would you write about I was like well like how like kind of like the image of like exploitation like or the image of 
like Muslim identity was like exploited, blah blah blah. And then he was like, "Well, like, didn't she get paid?" And I was like, mm. "I was." It was just <laughs> crazy because I just finished like doing a reading on like kind of like like consent. Like it's a very complicated mm-hmm. thing. Like as like produced like consent is produced by like you know like pow- the powers that be and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, you know and I was just like wow that is like the most simplistic <laughs> like I said that out loud I was like that's such a simplistic idea of consent it actually boggles my mind yeah like I was just like holy shit <laughs> like that's crazy that you would say that and think that makes any sense but yeah that's your first reaction wow um anyway this is not at all <coughs> we are planning on to- also is my voice still kind of raspy or is it just me hearing Your that? sexy voice? My sexy <laughs> voice. I keep hearing it being like, my sex icon. <laughs> Can we just like spend like 20 minutes before this podcast mm-hmm. next week screaming? Yes, so we can have our husky voices. <laughs> I'm into it. <clears throat> um, I said to one of my friends the other day, I was like, I, it was like when my voice was really raspy because it was like, more directly after the tournament uh-huh. and I was like I would fully scream into a pillow every morning if this is what my voice could sound like every day I spend a lot of morning screaming into a pillow <laughs> wink wink <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, anyway we wanted to talk this week about creativity wow. is a thing that both of us I was thinking about this I was like because like I don't necessarily like the term like a creative, Mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like it's really isolating. Mm -hmm. Like, my roommate last year, like, I would definitely consider him, like, a very creative person. Mm -hmm. Like, he made lots of music. He's very talented. Mm -hmm. But, like, because, like, he doesn't really rock with, like, hippie vibes, Mm -hmm. you know, or, like, I would say, like, and he would say this too, like, Mm -hmm. is not traditionally cool, like, Mm -hmm. doesn't really gain access to, like, spaces for creatives. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that's, like, really difficult. But, like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like the the word creative like as a noun definitely just has those connotations but I would say that like those people aren't necessarily the most creative whatsoever also I feel like to me like the word creative at this point if someone says like I'm a creative I would just fully roll my eyes yeah you know but the thing is like I also don't think it's like a term it's like because I don't think the people at Georgetown who like we would label creatives Mm -hmm. would label themselves creatives you know what I'm saying like it's like it I just mean it's like a genre okay yeah you know like um which I think is because I don't know I feel like I've gotten like a decent look at like the quote-unquote creative scene like being involved with Gucci and like that kind of thing Hmm. and I don't know I do like sometimes we'll talk about because to me for me Gucci is like a very open space Mm. in that like anyone can just fucking pull up and I think we do our best to create that environment at least the people like actually running the events um and to be like hey like anyone and like invite everyone but I can understand that is still very like if you've never been there or if you don't know anyone there to like welcome you how it could feel very alienating yeah I have a question yeah do you feel like um like writing for the voice is Mm -hmm. like creative um because you are literally creating yeah i would say it well i don't have the experience i would say like something like a like a news piece Mm -hmm. could feel more uh like like less like a creative process Mm -hmm. because you're like researching and then you're just kind of like making sure you have like 
facts. And that's not to say that, like, there aren't, like, well-written news pieces and things like that. It's just mm. to say that it feels more, like, um, like analytical. Mm. Um, whereas, like, a leisure piece, or especially, like, a halftime piece, mm. you could you have more space to be creative. Mm. Um, but I don't know, would you? Did you feel like you were being creative when you wrote for The Voice? Well, I think it, this is, yeah, this is, like, something I've been thinking about, like, thinking about creativity I guess on campus is like because it's like I would say I felt least creative writing reviews Mm -hmm. and I also I only wrote one like real news piece and I like did not feel creative Mm -hmm. but I would say the most creative I felt was writing our feature piece together Mm -hmm. because we could construct a narrative Mm -hmm. and like piece together interviews in like a way akin to an essay Mm -hmm. you know and like that's something too is like I find essays very satisfying to write in, like, a way that I think is, like, only, like, really analogous to, like, handiwork, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's, like, when I'm done, I know I'm done, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, um, yeah, I don't know, where it's, like, when I'm writing, like, I don't find, like, I have spent a lot of time this semester, like, just writing creatively, personally, Mm -hmm. and, like, I mean creatively in, like, the, the, you know, kind of traditional, like, fiction, poetry, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 and it's, like, I don't f- wind up finding that very satisfying because I never know when to stop mm-hmm. and I never know when to stop drafting mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know when something's done, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, like, um, it's, like, I just stopped, like, writing leisure because I didn't find it as satisfying, you know? But then now I'm not really finding, like, creative writing super satisfying, but I'm just working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> I also haven't written as much, um, or, like, anything this semester for The Voice, but that's just because of, like, time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I don't know. I did get, like, a, a feeling of creativity when I would write specifically movie reviews. Like, I only ever wrote, like, one music review just because I don't personally feel qualified to write about music. I'm like, this song makes me happy. Like, I don't really have anything, like, of substance to say, but, like, I like going to movies and, like, just, like, uh, being in conversation with them was always a lot more fun to me and like kind of got my creative juices flowing in a way um but I will say that like this semester the writing that I've done that I would put as like creative writing like I've been writing more like poetry and things like that but it's not in an effort to be quote-unquote creative Mm. it's more in just to like kind of let the air out Mm. of my head you know because I (laughs) I don't know if I, I've probably said this on the podcast. I lost my journal last year, and since then, things haven't been the same. I haven't journaled at all. And I was, like, getting these, like, headaches all the time. And I was like, what is this? Ha- like, why is this happening? And then I just started, like, scribbling things in my notebook and, like, writing down my thoughts. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just, like, I have too many thoughts that I've been, like, can't stop thinking about. And I need, if I write them down, like, it kind of lets it out. And so, like, when I re- I've started writing poetry, just because, I don't know, I haven't journaling to me takes more of like a time commitment even though it doesn't necessarily have to um so like when I write a poem it's never really like in an effort to write a poem it's more in an effort to just like get my thoughts down and then I can like sometimes like restructure it and it's like oh okay I guess that's a poem but it's never like I wouldn't say that like anything I write is like good it's just like true yeah. which is like and it's just like and if I share it it's more in that like I'm excited that I've like articulated something that I've been thinking about and that like it feels good to do that mm-hmm. it's not that it's like groundbreaking or whatever you know yeah 
but like anything that I write that is like a finished quote like poem I guess because it's like the best descriptor usually has like pages of just like the same things or like just like random shit everywhere like my notebooks especially this semester have been like chaos because mm. of that which is good for me but bad for my academics <laughs> but whatever whatever I mean, who gives a shit? yeah but like what's like your process like when you like want to write creatively uh fucking um i think i didn't get that internship because they asked me that and then i gave an answer and the guy was like oh okay and <laughs> i was like i guess i sounded like a maniac <laughs> but like um it depends because it's like i've discovered that if i don't force myself to write i'll absolutely never write mm-hmm. ever like even if i have things i want to write about it's never gonna happen mm-hmm. so i just like obligate myself to like sit down so, like, sometimes I'll ask people for things to write about, mm-hmm. but, like, I never really wind up liking those things. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes it, like, starts with, like, journal entries, and then I, like, catch something. And then sometimes it's, like, I'll have, ex- like, small experiences that then I'm, like, okay, you should probably write something about this. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There was one time I was, like, walking back on, what's the one street along Ville, Potomac? Yes. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, tweaking out. Prospect? Prospect, yeah, it's Prospect. I was tweaking out because, like, there was, like, a car behind me, but I didn't, I couldn't hear it because I had my earbuds in. Mm -hmm. And so I saw my shadow, like, splayed on the stop sign in front of me, Mm -hmm. and it was getting bigger while, or something was, it was, like, getting bigger faster than it should have while I was walking. And it was, like, I was, like, disassociated from, like, my shadow, like, looking at it mm-hmm. while I was still walking, and it, like, freaked me out. I had to, like, turn around to, like, <laughs> figure out what was going on. Yeah. And so I, like, kind of wrote a little bit about that, because it was, like, that was trippy. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. Is that the answer you gave the guy? Because that no. seems like a solid answer. I just, like, was, like, I read about what I'm, like, passionate about, like, mm. da, 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 da. which is, like, not, I think, what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say, like, my writing pra- style is, like, I do this, 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 and it's like that's boring that's also not how people write yeah well it is but then that's how you die (laughs) um but what do you think of like the creative scene like on campus because there are like a few spaces i would say yeah it's also like um i don't feel qualified to speak to it because Mm -hmm. like i access like super white spaces Mm -hmm. for creativity on like to express myself at georgetown and i know that there exists like um, like art shares and things like that that are specifically for like people of color mm-hmm. and like you know artists of color and stuff like that and it's like I can't speak to the like value or like validity of those you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying um, and like whether like that needs to exist like says something about like I don't think that says anything about mm-hmm. like the state of like creative spaces at Georgetown like I think those are valuable spaces but I don't fucking know like yeah. shout out what is it art beyond the margins yeah um, who does work with uh, Center for Social Justice. Um, you should check out their art shares. Um, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Depending on who you are. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my thing with, like, art. Be- like, I really appreciate the work that Art Beyond the Margins does, mm-hmm. but there's just, like, something, like, slightly uncomfortable where, like, when you go t- to one of those events and, like, you have, like, a kid of color or, like, name your, like, minority group, like, mm-hmm. spilling their heart out, and then, like, the audience... It's just, like, like the white kids being, yeah. like, hey. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And also, like, that's what, like, 
generally what those th those spaces are. Yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes I'll look around and be like, I'm uncomfortable with this. But I also like don't think it's inherently bad. It the thing is, it's like it's not, but we. It's like you know, I know these people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if it, I just like walked into a random crowd of white people, I'd be like, okay, I can hedge my bets. <laughs> like I don't necessarily know yeah. like what the vibe is. Yeah. But like uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes even like at any open, and I go to a lot of open mics. Um, I like look around and I'll just like reimagine like what I'm seeing like as from an outsider. Yeah. perspective and I'd be like this is a parody of what this is yeah you know yeah. but at the same time I understand I, and I know because I've experienced it like that that is like also like a very like useful and valuable space and thing that is happening in that room yeah. but sometimes it feels like you're like what are we all doing here yeah you know but I don't know because like yeah I don't know but no like there are like it's also like sometimes going to open mics for me is like exhausting not in like like I don't want to like hear like what people have to do but it's just like I feel like when I go to those spaces I have to be like on in a way that it's like I'm very encouraging and like, everyone very else. respectful and, yeah. yeah which I'm happy to do obviously yeah, not to say that you're not a respectful person <laughs> but it like I yeah it's expect respectful and like uh what do you call it like when you're sitting in like a pew, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you can't just fuck around, <laughs> be on your phone, yeah. whisper in someone's ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and it's also like it's encourage. I want to inc be encouraging the people around me to be an active spectator. Yeah, and that I want them to be like laughing at a stand-up comedian. I want them to be like snapping and like making noises that like spoke. Because I understand like those things help create a space and I understand like what it feels like to stand up in front of people yeah. and have and like want them to give you back something mm. so like I always have to be doing that which is fun when I'm in the right mood to do it and then when I'm not it just feels like <sighs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's like a large part of why I don't go to a ton mm -hmm. and then it's also like something I've actually yeah I really liked this semester is like I've only shared anything I've written this semester with like my girlfriend mm -hmm. and other than that it's like all just been for me mm -hmm. and like there is something to it like you know there's no pressure on me mm -hmm. to like share anything mm -hmm. and nor do I feel I mean I don't feel like any of it's like really like good enough or which is funny right that something has to be good enough to share yeah but that like it's just kind of a shitty mm -hmm. and so I'm like whatever you know like I, I don't mind that it's shitty because yeah. like it, I'm just fucking doing it yeah. so like that's been nice too just like having my like private little word doc yeah 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 i don't know i feel i feel like um as soon as i have to be creating something for someone else like it blocks me immediately yeah. would you consider pet band a creative space no the thing it's interesting though like did you do like orchestra band in high school uh yeah yeah but not all the way through okay but like i feel like you can get with this experience like getting the like um, sometimes they'll give you the originals, sometimes they'll just give you sheet music of, like, a difficult piece of music. Mm -hmm. And, like, sight reading it the first time, and you're like, fuck me. <laughs> I, like, first of all, I can't syncopate. Second of all, <laughs> like, I don't even know this key signature. Mm -hmm. Third of all, this isn't my instrument. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what's happening? And you're looking, and everyone else looks like they know what's going on, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, like... <laughs> 
fine, whatever. And you sight read it and it goes terribly. Hmm. But after like three months, you've like, you know, never practiced it at home. Like you just keep pretending to get by <laughs> in class. And like every time you get called on to play it individually, you feel like a piece of shit. And then it like comes time and like it's like the week of the performance. And like you actually know what's going on. Like uh-huh. that is one of the most satisfying feelings. It is. Like in the world. Yeah. And like... I don't even think that's, like, I don't know if that's creativity, but, like, it's, like, a mastery of, like, the instrument that, like, makes me feel happy. Yeah. Like, not to say that, like, that band doesn't challenge me, but Mm. that, like, I don't need, like, I could literally, like, play the vast majority of our songs, like, with my eyes closed. Mm. Like, we do it in between The ones that we do, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, like, I like that, but Mm. it's, like, it's almost, like, like, I've thought about this, where, like, there have been days where I come back from pep band, and I forget that I played new music. Yeah. And it's, like, like, and so it's, like, at that point, it's, like, a social space, mm-hmm. where, like, I'm much more there for the basketball, mm-hmm. or football, or really, oh, yeah. basketball, than, like, <laughs> um, than to play music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I don't know, there's something, it's interesting, because I play trumpet, and then I also play guitar, and I've only played trumpet in pep band because I have no use for it outside of that um but like whenever I'm playing in pep band it's always like one obviously I'm playing like the music that's given to me Mm. and two like it needs to sound approximately the same every time like there's no like there's not gonna be any riffing or anything like that it's just gonna it's more like mechanic anything this is not to drag pep band by the way oh not at all I really enjoyed doing it you did stand up once I did would you do it again and why did you want to like venture into it um, I did it because, um, I had, like, anxieties that I didn't know how to voice otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I, like, um, it's just, like, difficult. Because they were, like, things that I was, like, pathologizing about myself. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, there really is not anything wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I really just need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. And that was, like, why I did it. And then... Mm, no because like I don't think I would do it again just be unless like the like spirit took me Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like I was just like like oh there's like a stand-up open mic coming like I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. I was like I have this thing it makes me want to do Mm stand-up and then like I guess I can do stand-up here Mm -hmm. it was like like that I had an impetus to do it rather than like there was like someone suggested it to me you know what Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. no that makes sense um, I don't know, I just think it's, like, interesting. Especially, like, after going to, what is it, Funniest Human yeah. last week, and, like, for some reason I didn't anticipate there to be, like, that many yeah. kids who do stand-up. And two kind of, I guess they were, like, similar in a way, but there was, like, a pretty good, like, I would say breadth of, like, styles. Yeah, there was. Which I wasn't really expecting. And shout-out to everyone who did it. Everyone was really funny. Yeah, I, like, cried. It was so funny. <laughs> um... But yeah, did you want to share anything creative? Yeah, were you going to share? I'll share. Okay. So, listener, the, uh, this is a poem that I wrote. Uh, it's called Two Dimensional Squares. It's very straightforward. <laughs> uh, in a plane, two squares are moving towards each other. Their outer edges cross. A new square is formed. Still moving towards each other. Now one square is formed. Now three squares. Now two once more. Would you like to explain, like, what that's about? I guess. It's about kind of a lot of things. 
<laughs> I don't know if wow. that's immediately obvious, like, <laughs> that it's about more than fucking squares. <laughs> but, like, because uh, I've always had this, not always, but, like, recently I've been thinking about, like, the best way I can, I guess, get across this idea is, like, in music, if you're tuning a band, like, if it's tuned perfectly, you get overtones. Mm. So it's, like, this idea that, like, you have a note, but then as a result of the, like, conflation of all the notes, a, like, higher note arises. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that, like, kind of through the mixing or, like, the coming together of things, like, another organic thing happens. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think it's, like, a really beautiful, like, it's, like, different than, like, I think, like, birth, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, it's not just, like, because birth is, like, conscious mm -hmm. that... It, I mean, generally speaking, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, that, like, an act happened, like, through the volition of something. Yeah. Right? Where it's, like, with this, it's just, like, things are moving in a plane. Mm -hmm. And then, like, as a result of that, like... Something else. Yeah. Like, two things conflate, and then, like, something occurs. And uh -huh. it's, like, kind of, like, this... I just find that really beautiful. Yeah. Because it happens a lot. You know, like, when you get, like, the rainbow, like, through a window. Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um... Okay, I'll just read it and then I'll explain it. <clears throat> the other day, months after our bodies had said goodbye to one another, we sat on the same couch where they had first said hello. The same show played in the background. You still burrowed your frigid toes underneath my legs and peed with the door open. I look at you and remember what it was like to be in love for the first time. The heartbeat in my fingertips, the smell of the top of your head, listening to you recite the same poem every time we walked over a bridge, keeping tissues in my bag so you can blow your nose for the thousandth time that day, and trying to be there to catch you when you threw off beat ass. But this moment is not then. It's not the day we watched the sun turn the creek into liquid light while I whispered I love you into your ear for the first time. The truth is, I'm in love with the way we loved each other, but I don't miss it anymore which is to say that I no longer stay up at night trying to cut out the parts of my heart where you live. I no longer need you to kiss the length of my arms and rub the back of my neck to get me to sleep. Instead, I've learned to be grateful for you, for being courageous enough to share yourself with me. I'm sorry it took so long for me to do the same. So here we are, in the basement, on the couch, your feet under my legs, the same episode of The Office playing in the background, and I know that there is enough space here in my chest for you, and my best friend, and my high school teacher, the lady on M Street who told me I look cute last week, and every girl that will inevitably break my heart, and all the other people I'll get the privilege of loving. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't know, I wrote that after I got to hang out with my ex, who's like, still a very good friend of mine, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, wow, I'm in a very different place with this. And that, like, breaking up is always hard because you're like, that sucks that that has to end. But it's also, like, like trying to, like, deal with the idea of, like, oh, this person that, like, I was in love with that I still love. Like, how do you make that transition? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So that's what it was about. Um, but, yeah. What have you got? Here we go. Um, this, I don't think, is even close to very good. Mm -hmm. But um, I kind of like it. Uh, it's like a longer form, like, or it's just a short story. Um, the raft had been cast out along this ocean for a number of days now. He had told everyone he would leave, and they watched him cast off with a rubber raft and some supplies, and no one really stopped him. Now he was here floating, mostly, watching the suns chase each other across the sky in opposite directions. A ballet in the cosmos that some people don't notice enough to watch. Sometimes he would let himself go cross-eyed. He stares at his nose, and then the world doubles. The endless sea goes on for double infinity. Every so often, he would reach a hand lazily out of the raft, and a fish would leap into it. He would then thank the fish and eat it. Other times, when he felt parched, birds would deposit water into his mouth midway through their ocean treks. No one ever told him what the land to the west was. Uninhabited, maybe. Maybe he would be the first to go there. 
He just as easily could have swam. He knew that. But then he wouldn't get the small moments like this. He sat cross-legged in the center of the raft and the plastic sank inwards. If he shifted his weight, he could feel the ocean underneath his, uh, underneath readjust like a waterbed. Normally, he closed his eyes and listened to his own breathing. He would whistle sometimes. No songs, just long, uninterrupted whistles. He would listen to it skitter across the sea like a stone, and sometimes it would come back to him. He never knew if it was his own whistle coming around the earth to join him again, or a friend whistling back. Maybe both. But this time, his eyes were open. His feet sat on top of his knees, and as he exhaled, two dolphins leapt from the water, emerging quietly, their sleek bodies causing no disturbance among the sea skin. They crept back in, like opening a squeaky door at night. They laced their way in and out of the ocean for as long as he cared to watch. He'd never seen a dolphin before, and he smiled in a self-satisfied way. Life was offering itself to him while I sat there, and he was pleased. Hmm. What's that about? I don't know. He just, like, wrote it? Yeah, it's not about anything. I like it. It's sweet. Um. Alright. Okay. I love how this has just turned into an impromptu open mic. Well, I thought this is a good uh, good thing. It is. I like it. Uh, sometimes you look at me and I'll wish I could build a house of my arms for you to live. One where the floors don't pull you down like a fly trap. Where the day does not welcome you with empty cans of cheap beer in your shower, but with forehead kisses and rolled eyes and fingertips traced up and down your spine. But the truth is, I've spent the last 20 years trying to feel at home in this skin, and most days I can still feel the beings inside itching to get out. There's still nights where the tenants scream, begging to be evicted. Besides, any house I could build you would never be enough. As much as I would like, like to be, I'm no edifice, just a human, and you weren't made to be trapped indoors. But right now, I've got my arms wrapped around you, and your legs are tangled in mine, and yeah. Maybe the walls are bound to cave in. Maybe this isn't even a house. Maybe it's a tent on a windy day, but for now, it's enough shelter for us both. Uh, that one is about me being uh, what I like to call a savior complex <laughs> that I have, um, where like anything, if this happens with like anyone I ever care about, when like something's wrong, I'm like, let me fix it. And then I learned, I learned this a while ago, so I just kind of stopped doing it, but I'm like, you have like nothing to offer this situation and just trying to like calm down and like back off of that um do you write things with the intent of sharing them orally uh i think it's kind of how i hear things in my head because i'll write like just like random word like sentences and things like that and then i'll just like reorder them and then put them all in like one thing if that makes sense so it's mostly just thoughts and then it just kind of goes, like, rearrange it, like, puzzle pieces. Mm. Um, but I think because I listen to enough spoken word poetry that that is just, like, how I write in that form. On that note, we'll go. Um, you can follow The Voice on Twitter and on Facebook. After the last episode where I realized that you all already are here, I'm not going to say where you can find this podcast because you found it. Um, and I'm proud of you for doing that. Uh, but, you know, take care of yourselves. Uh, drink water. Uh, um, the Iraq War is <laughs> 16 years old as of tomorrow. And just note that more civilians in Iraq, Pakistan, and Afghanistan have died since our occupation than died in uh, the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So just think about that. And that's the tea.
Um, feel free to throw your rotten tomatoes at the White House. Trump uses drone bombs more regularly than Obama. Also think about that. Mm. Well, now that we're ending this on a happy <laughs> note. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Goodbye.